Welcome to Blast Bones Hockey Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Berg. Joining me as always is the beautiful Mr. Kyle Franz. Kyle, how are we doing today? Ooh, doing beautiful at me. I'm doing well. I'm excited to get our last non-playoff teams out of the way and we can start talking about some playoff teams, but this should be a really exciting one. Yeah, this is a good one. There's a lot of, I mean, a bunch of these teams that we're going over are, there's interesting things happening for them. So we'll get this started and won't make you wait any more, any longer. So we're going to start at the bottom. So we're doing Montreal first. So Kyle, give me your thoughts. Ooh, starting off with my enemy. <laughs> no, I've always hated Montreal. I always will, but uh, I give them credit. This team is building something that should be very exciting for their fans. Uh, they're hiring Marty St. Louis from that point on. It feels like they're just getting better and better and better. So um, they had the season I think we all expected them to. They were first overall pick last year, and uh, Slokowski started the season off and got hurt, unfortunately, but it looked like he was starting to figure it out a little bit. So it looks like they're going to have a really uh, solid player in him. Uh, Nick Suzuki, great season again. Uh, captain of the team. I think he's going to be a player to watch out for for a long time. And Kirby Doc, those three guys right there to me have, were very impressive all year. And I think on the management side, bringing in a guy like Kirby Doc is going to change the franchise. Uh, not more, well, I shouldn't say change the franchise, but you know what I mean. I think that's what they were missing was kind of the uh, skill winger like Doc and bring some size and physicality, which Josh Anderson does, but I think Doc brings a little bit different to the table. Uh, the Mike Matheson trade was excellent in my eyes. Getting rid of that feature contract, bringing in someone who's cheaper and even better in my eyes, especially offensively. I think he's going to be a guy they're going to build around for the future. Uh, Sticking on the trade side, Shea Weber getting rid of that contract. And when it was all said and done, they ended up with, with Dennis Kiriano mm. because they traded Weber for Dadanov and then flipped Dadanov to Kiriano. So if I'm a fan, to me, A plus for that. Um, yeah. You just tried to shed a contract. You brought Dadanov in, played 50 something games, didn't work, went out and got a player in Kiriano who was very good in Dallas, and then in the snap of a finger, just lost it. So if they can get that guy back, they're gonna, they're gonna, that's gonna be a trade we're gonna look back on and go like, wow, that was great, great uh, asset management there. Um, like I said, I mean, I don't really have much on the on ice part because they kind of had the season they one wanted and two expected. Uh, you were just trying to look for some growth with certain players, and I think they got that. Uh, minus 78 in the goal differentials, terrible, but like I said, it's kind of what they wanted, 68 points. Uh, if I was, uh, like last show, we were kind of talking about Washington, I compared them pretty pretty much similar. Like, it's okay, the season they had. Mm -hmm. uh, Goaltending is something they're going to have to work on. They don't really unless I'm missing someone, they don't really have, I mean, Caden Primo is kind of still up in the air, but we'll see. I'm still not fully sold when he's been called up. I haven't really seen enough, but um, yeah, I gave them a B. I think that's around what you would expect for them. So mm -hmm. what are your thoughts? 
well, I think their goaltending woes will get fixed once they trade for Carter Hart because that's 100% happening, you know, no no possibility of that not happening. Yeah, no, I, I agree with, with what you said. I think the the only thing that I was looking for more of, I was looking for more stuff at the deadline that I didn't see. Now, some of that stuff, like Monaghan got hurt, and so you couldn't trade him, okay? So, you know, there's some, some of that stuff, but even like Mike Hoffman, I feel like they should have traded him. They didn't, which, again... I don't know. Maybe there wasn't a market for him. That's entirely possible. And some of that stuff is out of, out of the GM's control. And I don't want to sit. It's like it's not. I'm not sitting here ripping them. I'm not rich, ripping Hughes the way that I was ripping Fletcher about not trading DVR because that was different. There was a market for him, even if it wasn't a lot. There was still a market for him. There may not have been for Hoffman because of how much he's been hit or miss, and because of how, like, on a personal level, how he's kind of looked at since the whole Ottawa situation. And I think that there's some teams that are like, yeah, we just don't want to be involved. So anyway, I think that that was my only kind of, I would have liked to have seen them do maybe a little bit more of like one or two more pieces that they signed for one-year contracts and then flipped it to deadline. But it's also, that isn't, that's a hard sell for a, for a player. Like, hey, come play with us. And then we're going to trade you at the deadline. They, I don't know that everybody wants to necessarily do that. So, you know, that's to them. That's kind of what happened. So I, it is, it's one of those seasons where this is what you want from Montreal. It's hard to be a fan right now because it sucks when they suck. But this is what, this is what you need to go through to build a contender. Because as I've said a couple of times now, you cannot win without a first or second overall pick on your team. And so and now they have one of those. So now they can start building. So, and now, and they are, they're building very well. And Suzuki will be there when they're still good. Like, it's not like he's going to be, you know, 35 years old by the time they get good. He'll still be, he'll still be a very good, impactful player. So, I really like what they did. I think that they had a good season overall. I think there was some stuff that they, they had some good contract extensions, extending Cole Palefield from what they extended him for, I think was a good contract extension. So they got some hard contracts in the books with the Brendan Gallagher and the Josh Anderson contracts, but I feel like it's a team that doesn't really matter. Um, I'm interested to see. I heard a rumor today that Carey Price will be back for training camp, which really? that's what I saw. Now, how much how truthful that is, I have no idea, but obviously that changes everything too because he almost won him a cup by himself. So I think that will speed up the rebuild, and I'm hoping that what that doesn't do is – it doesn't rush them into trying to make this team a, a Stanley Cup contender in his window. Because I think that if Price comes back, it needs to be understood, hey, we can't we're probably not gonna win with you on the team because we're just not there yet. And don't force it. And I think that Price will be understanding of that and then you know, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I, I'm very interested to see what ends up happening here with this team. But I, I gave him a B minus. Um, in part because of that, like of looking at the, I felt like there's some other stuff that they could have done that they didn't do. And, but it was overall, it was a good season. It wasn't one that I would, I would not be upset if, if I was a Montreal fan, I'd be very happy with what the team did. They didn't spend a lot of money. They didn't go crazy. They, you know, acquired some pieces. I mean, that Monaghan trade, I think is going to look better and better. Well, it could look really good. They just resigned him to a one-year contract, which I think is good. I'm interested to see. If they if he can really step in, it sucks he got hurt this year and just unfortunate. But if he can step in and play big minutes and then get them a first round pick back, even if it's a second round pick, 
that's a, to me a steal. Like for what you traded, literally nothing for him. You got a first round pick with him. You played him for a season, two seasons, and you traded him away and got more. That is exactly what you want from asset management. Cap space is an asset, and they have used it extremely well. So applaud them on that one. So we'll move over to Detroit. Uh, I got one yeah. more. I just got a couple more things to touch on. Uh, going back to like Mike Matheson, I know he keeps saying he's going to be like a building block, and I know most people would say, "Well, he's twenty nine years old. How is he going to be a building block?" I just think he's a guy that they're going to look at as we can work with this. We can we can take the Peachtree contract away, mm-hmm. add him, and he's going to bring us ten times more than what he brings. Plus. We can kind of build around him. We can bring in some young guys to learn from him. And 29's not old. He's got plenty of years left. And this team, the way they're going right now, if I was them, I would assume in the next two years, three years, they're a playoff team again. So he'll be 31, 32 years old. Perfect timing. So that's my point when I'm saying he's like a building block. I know most people would be like, why is this guy from Florida that got traded for Patrick Hornquist and then didn't really play too well in Pittsburgh be a building block. Well, I don't know, at the age of 29, if you watched any Canadians games this year, you you, you noticed mm-hmm. him. You mm-hmm. really noticed him. I was very impressed with his game. So that's my point when I'm saying that. I just wanted to explain that more because I know a lot of people would question why I'm saying a 29-year-old would be a building block. So, And one other or two other players I just wanted to quickly bring up one, Arbor Jack guy, coolest name in the league. Absolutely. <laughs> and, I mean, physical as, as anything. And they literally have their Alexi Emelin, which was a big mm. piece when they were playing. He literally plays just like him. So, um, I love watch. I do like, like enjoy watching him play. I'm going to hate him, but I love <laughs> watching him. Um, yep. And Jonathan Druin. I mean, yeah. he, he's done, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, maybe a team might give him a chance, but... He's done. I mean, two goals last year, and I don't. Know, I, I closed the page, but he, he's just done. It's a shame. It's crazy how talent, how much talent's there, and he just does not have the mentality to be a professional athlete. It's just the truth. So mm-hmm. it sucks, but I just wanted to throw his name out there. Yeah, and I think the fact that he got traded for Sergey Chav makes it even worse. I think if they would have acquired him in a Monaghan type situation, it would have been different. And it's also, which was poor asset management, which unfortunately happens too. But and it's a shame because I think in some sense, I really do think that Montreal just killed his career because it's just so much pressure in that market. And with it was you know he's coming in to be our first line center. He's not a center. He's he he's try he tried, but he's not a center. He was drafted to be a winger, and then they were forcing him to play center, and that was not working, which is what happened with Kakaniemi. But which you know Carolina's doing it too, and I think we kind of saw how that played out. And so yeah, it's a shame. I I wouldn't be surprised to see him get a PTO. I think that would be the only way. And on the other thing would be Pittsburgh. Why not? Right. I mean, you sign him to a one-year, one million dollar contract. If he flames out, what's it matter? You have no, you don't have a lot of options. You don't have a lot of cap space. I could see a team like that taking a flyer on him, or even Colorado, because him and McKinnon are so close, or such good, uh, such a good combo in juniors. Maybe playing with him, somebody he's comfortable with, somebody he knows well, somebody that he's played with before. So I'm a little hesitant to say his career is over, but I would not, also would not be surprised at all to see it him not. 
either play 20 games and then get sent to the minors or not like whatever only sign a minor league contract and then maybe he does he goes to quits i don't know but it is a shame because he's somebody that i loved watching but he just couldn't figure it out so we'll see hopefully he has uh he has you know more more to give and the summit team will give him the opportunity for it. but yeah yeah all right anything else no okay Detroit. perfect <laughs> I was going to give you that opportunity before you cut me off, but so I was going to say we're going to move to Detroit, but in case Kyle has anything else, you know, anything else to throw on here? So anyway, you know, we're still figuring this out. Give us a break. Jeez. Gosh, Joey. So mean. Oh, yes. All right. So we're moving on to Detroit. So I think this was a season that it was, it was a tough season. They looked like they were going to be more than they were and then they had the Larkin situation and there was a lot of other things going on that and that Bert- same with Bertuzzi who's staying who's going is this team a playoff team all that kind of stuff and it just didn't end up being the season that they wanted um I'm really I really applaud them for well they got the Larkin deal done which was great and then they said, nope, we're not going to sign Bertuzzi. We're going to trade him for assets instead. We're going to trade Heronic for assets because we know he's going to want too much money and we don't want to give it to him. And so they moved him out, which I think was good. And they got a good return for him, quite frankly. So I do think that they made some good trades. And I think they may have been a little early signing. It's kind of like Anaheim. They signed Andrew Cobb. They signed David Prawn. They signed Ben Sherratt this offseason as moves to say, hey, we're going to be pushing for the playoffs. And then they missed. And I don't think that that's great, but it's also, some of it was their goalies killed them this year. 896, 895, 885. That just doesn't work. If you want to be a playoff team, you can't have all three of your goalies under 900% percentage. That just doesn't work. And that really killed them through the season. And then they also only had one person who scored 30 goals for them. So that doesn't work either. And so it's one of those things where I don't feel like it was a terrible season, but it wasn't the one they were looking for. And I think that there's a couple things they did. I looked, I liked the Kubelik deal. I think that was a good deal. I liked the Huso move, but it didn't work out this year. I'm interested to see if he can't bounce back and be much better. And I also like the fact that they didn't go crazy at the deadline, like tearing it down or sending off a bunch of pieces because they could have. I mean, they could have traded some of these people and and kind of put themselves farther in the hole. But they said, no, we're just going to trade off, you know, a couple assets and just move on. And I think that that was good. So uh, Lucas Raymond took another step back this year and or took a step back this year, not another step back, which, you know, happens. Sophomore slump. I'm not, uh, some people are giving up on him already, which I think is insane. He's so good and he's going to be a, I mean, amazing player. And I can't wait to see who they end up picking in this draft because that could end up being the other side of that Larkin Raymond line. And because there's rumors that they're looking at Gabe Perot with the second first rounder they have from the Heronic deal. No. Yes. Yes. From the Heronic deal. And that would be crazy to me because he would be uh he would be so much fun to watch there but anyway so yeah i uh i think that uh the only other thing that i want to point out is ben shot was a negative 31 this year 
that's brutal. <laughs> that's just brutal. That can't happen. So, overall, I gave this team a C for this year because I feel like it was it wasn't the worst season they could have had, but it also wasn't a great season, and there was a lot of people who didn't play nearly as well as they should have overall. So, yeah, that's what I have for them. Yeah, I mean, for a team that was so aggressive like it's kind of what we talked about with Columbus last week like a team that was so aggressive at the dem- or at a free agency last year and I mean I questioned it then I'm like I just don't it's not like last year you were like five points out of the playoffs and you needed those just get enough to get in but I mean I don't think in the long run it's going to hurt them that much because mm-hmm. I think those guys are just going to help them grow but I didn't understand it then uh, especially the cop one I mean I, I thought cop no matter where he went, was going to get paid too much. He mm-hmm. was the marquee free agent last year for some reason. I mean, he had two, uh, offensively, he had two good years. Otherwise, he was always just like a depth, mm-hmm. uh, depth winger, which he turned out to be for center. I mean, um, which is what he was this year again. I don't know. I didn't understand that, but what if it? I'm not really going to question Eiserman because he usually mm-hmm. does the right thing. So, um, yeah, I, I don't really, I don't know. I, they just, they kind of just keep staying at this line here where, like, we're going to make the playoffs next year. We had a great year. Let's go. And then they just stay there. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't know. I, I didn't really like their offseason last year. I really didn't. I remember at the end of it, I'm like, it's either going to work or it's not. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't, it's going to look really bad. That's what happens when you kind of go for it on July 1st and the free agency and everything. Um, Sherratt was terrible. I don't know. I just felt like I felt like Cop and Sherratt especially were the two guys that were like, wherever they go, they better be better than they were last year. Mm-hmm. And if they're not, they're going to get overpaid and you're going to notice it. And they both were. Peron, we know what Peron does. He's just a hard-working winger. He's going to make everyone around him better. He's going to score a bunch of goals. And that's just who he is. Uh, when it comes to the trade side, I mean, you can't knock what they did. Mm-hmm. I mean, the value they got for Bertuzzi and Hironic, and you got two first-round picks mm-hmm. in the end for them. I didn't really understand trading Hironic, but you got good value for him. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to complain. I kind of thought he would be there, but they, I mean, I don't know what happens inside the locker room and stuff, and I'm sure they had issues or whatever. So I didn't understand why he was the guy to go, but like I said, they got great value for him. So I wouldn't complain about that. Uh, when it comes to the on ice, I usually look at teams and – I'm not a big plus minus guy, but you got to acknowledge when you only have like four guys in the green <laughs> that it wasn't a good season. Like mm-hmm. it's just the truth. And seeing uh, Jake Wallman plus ten and Philip Aronik plus eight, they were obviously great together. Mm-hmm. And you, but you traded the one guy that was plus eight. So other than that, other than Wallman being plus ten. The best pluses that played more than 20 games. Well, actually, now that I'm looking at it, the best pluses were Andrew Cop plus two and Michael Rasmussen plus two. 
Other than that, everyone's in the minus. That's not good. Larkin had 79 points, kind of the season you expect from him at this point. But second was Perron with 56. That's a big drop off from the top point getter to the second. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kubalik, 20 goals, 25 assists. That's what you expect from him. Raymond does need to be better. They do need him to take that next step. But I agree with you. I wouldn't jump on him because I think this was a team effort. I don't think it was fully on him. I think it was a team effort. Mm-hmm. Does he need to be better? Yes. But I, I'm going to be patient with him. Uh, Derek Lalonde's first year as the coach there. I mean, he's coming from Tampa. It's about all I know about him prior. But he was a big part of them winning their championships. And I think he's a perfect fit in Detroit. The Oscar Sunfist trade. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he re-signed in Detroit this offseason because I thought he was a perfect fit there. And he, uh, I don't know, I felt, I felt that was kind of the perfect player. I mean, they had that massive line with him and why am I drawing a blank? Uh, Soderblom, what, who was the third? Rasmussen. Rasmussen, jeez. Yeah. I just said his name. I couldn't think of it. Yeah, that, that it was just a massive line and very annoying to play against. So yeah, it'd be really cool if he could go back and reunite with those guys. Uh, goaltending. I mean, I love the trade for Billy Huso. I really thought that was going to be one to remember. And I, yeah, he just wasn't good enough. I mean, when it comes to wins, he obviously won 26 games, which is great. But this is not good enough. And St. Louis is going to regret that in my eyes because Bennington probably should have been going to Detroit instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> probably it would have brought less value, I think, but because Huso had a great year in St. Louis the year before. He was the only reason they made the playoffs, and I think we saw that this year. But we're not talking St. Louis, we're talking Detroit. <laughs> I'm still a little salty about them, sorry. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I gave them a C-. minus. Not a great year. Not a not a terrible year though. They they I mean they were in the running for a long time. They they did hang in there. And I think the whole Larkin thing had something to do with it, you could tell for some reason. I, I mean I don't think I've ever seen like contract negotiations like hurt a team so much. It felt like I don't know, you could feel it when you watched them. There was just some awkward like yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that bothered the team so much, but it did, so uh Mosider, I forgot to bring him up. I mean, I thought he played great again. Mm-hmm. I think he's he's just a monster. And they have their I think every championship team needs you know, great centers and big defensemen. Mm-hmm. Big skilled defensemen. And they got their guy. Now it's about building around him. And I think that was probably why they traded Heronic, because they realized this is our guy and we need to concentrate on him. Mm-hmm. So and if we can get a first round pick in return for him, we'll do that all day. So, yeah, I stuck with the C minus. Yeah, I don't really have much more to say about it. Yeah, I I would agree with. Yeah, I mean, especially the the Mo Sider. I mean, he was on my Stanley Cup final team for a reason. Actually, he was on yours too, right? Yeah, he was on. Yeah. Yep. There's a reason for that. I mean, some of it is his nice cap hit right now, but you know, still, even still, I mean, he's somebody that moving forward is going to be such a beast. I mean. I think he's going to be in the running for many, many, many Norris trophies throughout his year. So, or throughout his years. So, I love him. 
love the way he plays and everything about him. So, yeah. Um, only thing I want to say is Jake Wallman. There is a Tim Wallander getting drafted this year. Willander. Willander. And I think a Willander Wallman draft or deep pair would be hilarious. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so we'll move over. We have two more teams. So, next up is Ottawa. So, that is your your turn there, Mr. Sir. Yeah. Oh. I think we've, with the first two teams, we discussed a lot about the offseason, so we'll continue. I think Ottawa was the team most fans, most writers, most people were given A-pluses, and they were, you know, the team to watch out for this year. A lot of people expected them to take a big step forward. I know a lot of people's question marks were their defense, and I think that showed uh they made great, great all-season moves last year, bringing in Debrinket, bringing in Giroux. They they made some great moves, but I just their defense was so bad, and goaltending was even worse. They traded for Cam Talbot, which I loved the deal when it happened. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie, I can't mm-hmm. sit here and say I didn't. I looked at that going, that was a man-for-man trade with Minnesota getting Gustafson and Talbot going there. Ottawa needed a veteran goalie and wanted to, they thought they thought they were making the playoffs mm-hmm. and thought, and I agreed with them at the time, Talbot would be better than Gustafson because Gustafson's still growing his game, but Talbot's a veteran, he's won a lot of games in this league, and thought he would be better and he just was not he was terrible this year I mean every goalie on the team was too same with Detroit I mean the list of goalies that played this year too is crazy mm-hmm. I mean they had seven goalies start for them this year that's crazy Talbot played 36 games won 17 of them 898 save percentage, not good enough. Oh, excuse me, sorry, I thought I had to sneeze. <laughs> Everyone would have, would have exploded if that happened. Um, he, uh, where were, oh, Josh Norris. I'm going to get away from the goaltending. Okay. That injury sucked. Yeah. It <laughs> just sucked. I think everyone was pretty excited to see how he would react to that big contract because he got a contract that no one saw coming. Mm-hmm. He got this. I, I don't have it in front of me exactly what it was, but he uh, it was an eight-year deal, a lot more money than you would have expected him to get. Uh, but he got hurt. Seven nine five. Seven nine five. Yeah. So he had one good year and earned that contract. So I think everyone was uh, hoping to see what he was going to do for them to prove people wrong, and he just got hurt, and it sucked. Uh, Debrinkit and Batherson had great, great or offensive years, but that doesn't matter when you're minus 31 or minus 35. Mm-hmm. That just shows me that you're only concentrated on putting the puck in the net and not caring about anything else and when your defense is who it is like they're they're very inexperienced not very solid you need to play a strong defensive game all around 
the whole team, and they just were not those guys. Uh, on the positive side, Stutzla, that kid is crazy. I love everything about his game. Brady Kachuk, I mean, I won't even start because we're going to be here all night for me to talk about how much. I mean, you think we talk high on Matthew Kachuk? Let us talk about Brady. It's going to be even more. Yeah. I think Brady's even better than Matthew. Yep. I think Brady brings everything Matthew does and more skill and more responsibility. I think he is all around one of the best players in hockey already. Uh, Jake Sanderson, great year. I, I mean, he, he's, he's going to grow into be a very good player. Uh, yeah, I mean, oh, jeez, I almost just went this whole time without even talking about the Chickering trade. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was, what, two years? Ottawa was rumored to get him. I feel like, I felt like forever. It was Ottawa or L.A., Ottawa or L.A. They were all talking to him. And then Ottawa ended up winning. And they uh, they won. I mean, they got him for a lot less value than anyone thought. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be their guy. They, they want him and Shabbat to lead this team. And I'm very excited to see it next year. He came in. He played pretty well. They were already out of it. It's kind of hard to really judge his his performance while he was there because mm-hmm. there really wasn't much. Uh, I ended up giving them D+. I just think they were expected to make the playoffs, make a push for the playoffs, and they really just they weren't there. Uh, I didn't really like their season, honestly. Drew fit perfect. I think he fit the way we all kind of thought he would. They're weird because I felt like they had some growth. They had growth players that took a step forward, but took a step back at the same time. Mm-hmm. it was supposed to come in and add the goal scoring. He did that. But at the same time, I think they're already realizing he ain't going to be here forever. Mm-hmm. And they're already looking to trade him, apparently. And I think he just needs to get out of there. And try to find his forever home because I just don't think it's in Ottawa and the longer it waits I feel like the value is just going to drop so uh, yeah I mean like I said D plus I really was just disappointed in their season they should have probably been pushing for the playoffs a lot more mm-hmm. yeah I would I would be a lot less upset with this team if they missed the playoffs by one or two points because this was just a tough year to get in. It really was. It was one of those those years where there was a lot of good teams. I mean, teams that went over 500 didn't make I mean, they went over 500 and didn't make it. But it's just they weren't even the first team out. And that, to me, is they should have been the first team out. And they, they weren't. And I don't know, they realistically should have been. There should have been more effort to get in there. They, they had the team to get in there. And they just they, they made good moves. I mean... Again, at the time, I agree. I love the Cam Talbot move. I thought that that was a great move for them. I really thought it made sense. And it was one that I think, unfortunately, didn't pan out the way that they wanted it to. And ironically, I think if they hadn't done that, I think they would have been in the playoffs, which is one of those, unfortunately, there's only so much you can do. You know, you, you make a trade and, and it was a trade that I don't think anybody was really criticizing. I think everybody was like, yeah, this is a trade that makes sense. Gustafson had yet to prove that he's a starting NHL goalie and Talbot has done that. And then Talbot came in and sucked. He just sucked. And quite frankly, he played himself out of 
a contract, like a big contract, in my opinion, because he's not. I mean, to foreshadow our free our free agency preview, but he's he's not in my top thirty two, and I don't think he's in the top six or seven goalies because he just he played that bad, and I think that he's now he's he might get a contract as a backup goalie. And I, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get a contract, but he's, he's probably looking at a one or two year deal. And I think he played himself out of a four or five year contract. Cause I think if he had had this year he had in Minnesota here, he would have, it would have been four or five years, or maybe not quite that much. Cause he's a little bit older, but still, and he played himself out of that and that killed them. So I really like the Drew signing. I think that was a great one. I mean, I'm a big Drew fan. I, I love him. I love the way he plays and how he is and all that stuff. But I really like that move. I think that was a good, he's a very good veteran to bring into that room, especially because Kachuk's already your captain. So you don't have to worry about, you know, him getting a C or, you know, anything like that, taking the C away from who's supposed to be your captain. He's coming in to help that. And I think that was a great move. I really like that. I like the chicken trade. I do. I think that with, I don't want to say with what little they gave up because they still gave us, I mean, 12th overall pick is still something. Like it's in this draft is pretty significant, but it's not a crazy, they didn't trade a roster player. They didn't trade their best prospect. They traded first round picks. And I think that that was a good move for them. And unfortunately, you know, he, he comes in, he only plays 12 games because he got hurt, which that's the biggest red flag to me about Chikrin. And, you know, they, they end up the lose a little Sorry, the last couple, of, I think it was like last 10 games, they didn't have Shabbat or Chikrin. And that you saw it there. So, and that's the thing I, to me, not to get into the previewing next year, but that's like the biggest downfall of this team is they don't have that right shot defenseman. That's sh- shut down defenseman, which I mean, that's somebody that I don't know that there's a lot of them available, but that is somebody that you have to figure that piece out. Because like Zub's a great, great defenseman, Zub, whatever it is, Zub. He's a great defenseman, but you need more than just him. And you also have, and now you have four lefties because you have Chikrin, Truba, sorry, Truba, jeez. You have um, Chikrin, Sanderson, Shabbat, and Brandstrom. So one of them is going to slide over, which is fine, but then that other spot, so you have Zub, and then you have one more spot available. That should be taken up by a, a solid right shot defensive defenseman, which is the hard part because there's not that many. Toronto's been looking for one for seven years and hasn't found one yet. So anyway, that's something that we'll get more into that when we when we preview them for next year. But yeah, it's it was. I really like their signings. I I mean I like the Debrinkin trade, but I don't think it worked. And I agree. I think they need they just need to get away from him. I. I he doesn't want to be there, and that's not good for anyone. They're not going to get what they paid for him. They're just not. I think if they, quite frankly, if I, I think if they get a top 20 pick this year and a second rounder, I would be thrilled for that. I think that that's the max value you're going to get for him. Unless the only way that I think they get more would be if they sign him to an eight-year contract and then trade him, which I think is what they should be looking to do because that would be the only way to me that they could really get the absolute max value out of him because of that extra year. And so, yeah, uh, although I don't know how that works with RFAs, if they could, if they trade him, if he could immediately sign an eight-year contract with them. I really have no idea. Yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway, yeah. but yeah, so 
you know, there's you know, that I feel like for for the most part, like they had a good a good year of signings and a good year with trades. They didn't do crazy amount of trades, but you know the the ones that mattered and so, like all their trades were big ones. And yeah, I I thought that Suitsla's contract was too much when he signed it, and then this year he played right into it. And it's like, nope, yep, this is well deserved. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so overall, I gave him a C ranking. I felt like it was a meh season. They should have been better, but they didn't get murdered and i mean obviously if that although at the time of the trade they wouldn't trade that first round pick if they knew they were going to be in the top five but that first round pick could have been if that that trick and trade could have been real bad if that was up a top five pick so yeah overall it was it was fine but not a not what you're looking for if you're an ottawa fan so and not what you're looking for if you're ottawa you need more and you need them better and they need to be better defensively they scored just enough or sorry, they scored enough. They scored plenty. They need to be able to defend, and which some of that comes from their goaltending. They need better goaltending because their goaltending this year just did not get it done. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, just going back to the trades real quick. Uh, Matt Murray getting that contract off the books and only retaining twenty five percent of it, and only having to give up a third round pick and a seventh round pick. I mean, that's huge. That yep. is massive. I yep. think that's going to be massive, even for the next two years. I think it's one more year. Then, well, for two years total, mm-hmm. I think that was huge for them. Uh, to bring it, I don't know. I'm looking at it now, and it's easy to say now. I know I'm playing Monday morning quarterback, and it's easy to sit back and say like, "Oh, it was stupid." It's just it's going to be a tough pill to swallow to bring in a guy for one year thinking. He's going to be our guy that's going to play for the next 10 years next to Stutzel, Kachuk, all this stuff. Giving up the 7th overall pick and the 39th overall pick and a 3rd round pick this year. It, it's a lot. That's mm-hmm. a lot of value. He needed to be that guy, and mm-hmm. he's just not. It's going to be a lot if they can't get at least the 1st round pick back for him, which I think they will. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not looking good. I mean, it, it didn't look good. He did not play to the standard that earns a first round pick and I think the only way they do it is if they get a team friendly contract signed and someone can bring them in I need to think about a good fit I don't have one off the top of my head but I just that's gonna hurt that might hurt for a little bit because they should have been taken seventh overall and bringing in someone to keep building on what they have Mm mm-hmm yeah, or even using that pick to trade for somebody who was already signed long term or something like right. that. So, yeah, it's hard. Hindsight's twenty twenty, but at the same rate, it's yeah. And I think now the work has has to be get value for him. You know, get get him signed and get him traded or get him traded or whatever it may be. Yeah, because I'm not sure where he's gonna land. There's so much speculation, and it's hard because you know he's gonna make over eight million dollars, and who has the capacity for that? And that's the biggest problem. Because I think Carolina would be a great fit for him because they need somebody that can put the puck in the net so badly. And that showed this offseason, or postseason, sorry. But some of that was they were missing Svechnikov. So I don't want to, I want to take that with a pill, but with a little grain of salt. I mean, so yeah. Anyway, I think that it's one of those moves that they got to get done. And I mean, we have a week until the draft. I think we're going to see, I think we're going to see a trade that day. And I think they're going to be moving on from him. And I would, I wonder if there isn't going to be a three train, a three team trade kind of thing where 
you know, they're they're trading him like a almost like the Matt Duchesne, you know, where where they get somebody somebody gets to brink it and then picks go to somebody else kind of thing. So we'll see. Is to break it gonna be the Curtis Lazar of the NHL draft he gets traded every draft. Lazar gets traded every deadline. <laughs> he might be. Yeah. He might be. I mean I, I wonder if he does get traded at the draft. I don't know. I'd have to look back in history. Has anyone ever been traded multiple times on draft day? That'd yeah. be crazy <laughs> if he did. Yeah, that's a good question. I had no idea off the top of my head because normally you don't get traded at the draft. You get traded at the draft when you're. It's not like a dead deadline accusation. Like getting traded on multiple deadlines is that's normal. I'd say, oh, yeah, especially back to back. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone been traded back to back trade deadlines. So yeah. I kind of want it to happen. That'd be exciting. Yes, yes. We'll have to, we'll have to look that up and see. But yeah. Anyway, we'll keep moving here. So we're gonna move on to Buffalo. So. This is this is one of those teams where I I love I love Buffalo. Um, I am a huge Ryan Miller fan. He is absolutely my favorite goalie in NHL history. So for people that are saying I'm a bandwagon Buffalo fan, that is not true. I've been following them ever since Ryan Miller was there, and I've kind of kept up with them in the crapshoot that they were up until real, real up until realistically this season. And so I really like this season. I think this is what you wanted from Ottawa. They were they barely missed the playoffs, and part of the reason that, in my opinion, they missed the playoffs is because of Tate Thompson's injury. I think if he had played those six games, I think there's a, I think they're in the playoffs. I think that they win the games they need to, and they and they make that push. Unfortunately, they miss. It is what it is. They finished the season with ninety one points. It was overall a good season. They had a lot of development. I mean, Tate Thompson just went off, which was amazing. You wanted that. Cousins showed growth. Casey Middlestat looks like he's figuring it out, which took a while, but that's a good sign. Rasmus Dahlin looked great. Owen Power looked great. Uh, Tia Samuelson looks like he's going to be an absolute stud. And I love the way that he plays. And you can look at the numbers of him in the lineup versus him out of the lineup to really show you how effective he is. So there's definitely a lot to like on this team for sure. And there's a, a really this is a really bright future for this group and so many of them being so young and signed to such good contracts like you have i think uh, no i don't i don't i know skinner is the only person on the team making more than nine million dollars or making more than eight million dollars so so thompson is signed long term cousins is signed long term samuelson is signed long term and there's one more i think uh Cousins? I, yeah, Cousins, yeah. Thompson, Samuelson. But there, I thought there was one more. Oh, did you say Cousins? I did say Cousins, yes. That's, that's all right. I'm used to it. Um, nope, it's just this, those guys. Okay, I thought there was one more. But yeah, so... Uh, yeah, Tuck's got three more years, which is good. But, yeah, I mean, they have some work to do because, obviously, they have Dalene's up after next year and Powers up after next year. And let's see, Middlesat, Peyton Krebs, which none of them, they're not going to get crazy contracts. But, anyway, but yeah, there's a lot to like about this team. I like that they brought back Anderson for one more year. I think that was a good move for them. And, you know, that was a good way for him to send off, you know. A good, he had a good year. He played well. It was a good last hurrah, and now we're done. And he's announced his retirement and says, I'm not coming back. And that paves the way for Devin Levi to kind of take the reins. And then we're, 
you have Devin Levi, you have Eric Comrie, and you have Uko Pekaluokanen battling for your starting position, which is awesome. That's kind of what you want. And so I really like what they're doing and how they've moved the needle here. And they have another, you know, first round pick this year. They have Philly's second round pick because Philly's a bunch of idiots. And so they have, you know, some assets that they could use to move. They don't have a lot of contracts to figure out for this year. In fact, one of them just signed, which is Gergensen's. So they have two more people to sign for this year in essence. And I think that that's a good place for them to be. And then they can work on some improvement, whether they want it to be external or internal is up to them. But yeah, overall, I think they had a really good year. They made some really good moves, some really good extensions. So I ended up giving them a B rating because I felt like it was a good year for them. And it was, it sucked that they missed out on the playoffs, but I think they gave the fans something to cheer for, especially that last like 20 games where it was like, ooh, we're there, ooh, we're there, ooh, we're there. And then Thompson's chasing 100 points was great too. So I think there's a lot of stuff that, a lot of things to look forward to with this team. I've been waiting to talk about Buffalo. <laughs> they, other than the Penguins and Flyers, they were the team I was most excited to talk about. The, I mean, and they were for very negative reasons. This one's for very positive reasons. <laughs> this was by far the best Saber season I've seen since. Ryan Miller, Chris Jury, Danny Breyer were on the team, honestly. It was that mm-hmm. long ago. Mm-hmm. Buffalo's been a team that they've been terrible. And they've been trying this whole rebuilding thing, and they've been making terrible decisions, and they've been just signing the Kyle Posa, signing the Matt Molsons. It just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And this regime is proven that they know what they're doing. The growth of Every player you named was insane. I you hit on every player I wanted to talk about. <laughs> Thompson Thompson's very similar to what Josh Norris was. He signed a contract that everyone scratched their head at and was like already really, mm-hmm. and luckily he didn't get hurt until a little later and proved I'm worth it and more. Mm-hmm. And this contract is going to be a bargain. Mm-hmm. The they were. Without doubt, the most fun non-playoff team to watch this season. Not even close. They they had the season. We talked about a handful of teams that should have had the season that Buffalo had. And Buffalo's, they're going to be competing very, very soon. It It would be a miracle in my eyes if they aren't in the playoffs next year. And competing for a Stanley Cup in a couple of years. We obviously need to see a full season of Devin Levi, but I think we know what we have there. I really do. I really think we know. I mean, he looked great when he came in. He mm-hmm. looked excellent. And if him and the second best name in the NHL behind Arbor Jackeye and Ukopeka Lukanen can <laughs> be a tandem for a long time, which I really think they can, because I, I think Lukanen... I think Lucan is a backup goalie. I mm-hmm. really do. I think he's a great goalie, but I don't think he can. I don't think he's capable of playing, you know, sixty games, fifty games. I really think he's a great, great backup. And if Levi can come in and be that guy, and he can just fill in that spot, and if injuries happen, they keep Eric Comrie around. That would be big too. Uh, free agency. They had the perfect free agency last year by doing nothing, because. They weren't a team that needed to spend money, but they weren't a team that needed to bring in one-year deals to flip at the deadline. I thought last year, 
when they didn't do anything, I was excited for them because Buffalo is always involved in things, and you're like, why? Why? Mm-hmm. Like trading for Wayne Simmons. Why? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. They stayed away from that this year. It was great. Jordan Greenway. I thought that was the one deal they made at the deadline, and I was like, perfect. Mm-hmm. It's a low-risk, high-reward trade. You didn't give up much. You bring in a guy that was supposed to be this big power forward. You already have some massive power forwards, but if you can bring him in and he can turn into your third-line left winger, yeah, do that all day long. I thought that that trade was – I think that trade could be looked back as one of the best ones of this past deadline because mm-hmm. if he can figure his game out, they're – He's going to be a beast on that team. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I don't know. I, I love watching this team. I wanted them in the playoffs so bad just because I just thought th- those fans deserve it. They really do. Those fans have just been through so much. Mm-hmm. They, haven't, they haven't seen a good team in so long. I can't, I'm trying to even think of the last time they were even in the playoffs. I feel like they lost to the Flyers. 2013. Was it 13? The only reason I know that is because it was a funny stat of they have. I'm sorry, that was their last win of playoff win. I'm pretty sure because it was because it once Toronto won, it was the first time because Toronto almost had a longer streak than them, and they've been out of the play. Yeah, see, I forget what the stat is. I'm I'm not sure. sure. It was 09. I'm pretty sure it was 09 because. Oh, sorry. It's the the stat was the Buffalo Sabres have the longest playoff drought in NHL history, thirteen years. Yet they still won a series more recently than the Leafs. Yeah, that was a funny stat. So, okay. so yeah, so thirteen years, which would have been two thousand ten. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's right. The Flyers, when the Flyers went to the Cup final, that was the year they played Buffalo in the first round. I kind of remember that series now. Okay. Because Buffalo went up on them, and Philly ended up winning six and seven. Uh, anyway, it was a long time ago. There was a nobody on this team. Obviously, was there. Yeah, I mean, Ryan Miller was the goalie. That was forever ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I mean, if I'm a I'm a Sabres fan, I'm pumped. I'm absolutely pumped. Cannot wait for next year. Can't wait to see what they do this off season. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed. We'll talk about it when we do our free agent show. Buffalo is probably my most. I don't want to say active team, but they're the team where I made players fit. I think I, I think almost there's a ton of free agents that would fit perfect on that Sabres team. Mm-hmm. But if they don't sign them, I'd be okay with it because mm-hmm. you don't want to spend too much. You don't want to be stupid. Yep. I just think there's a couple of players that would fit perfect and let them take that next step because they're there. Uh, Donald Dean, I think he's another player to watch out for for Norris trophies for a long time. Mm-hmm. It took him a couple of years to be that top defenseman, that number one guy, but I think he's there. So. Yep, look out for Buffalo next year. I gave them an A, a straight up A. They're the mm-hmm. only team in the playoffs, or that didn't make the playoffs that I gave an A, because I don't think they. I think they had a better season than they really expected, mm-hmm. and they were so close. Uh, they just had a couple. You could tell they were a young team. You could tell they were a young team in the, at the end. They they had a lot of you know like seven two losses that are unacceptable that time of year, and. Normally, I would be like, you know, they got to win those games or they got to at least compete in those games. I don't think it matters. I think that was better for them in the long run. Don't know. They'll learn from that. 
like if Pittsburgh like Pittsburgh was losing that, that's not that's not cool. That's not right. Mm-hmm. But Buffalo losing those games, that makes sense. It yeah. really does. And I think in the long run that's gonna help them more than hurt them. So yeah, I gave them an A and go Sabres next year. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think the only thing I wanted to point out, well, I wanted to talk about the Greenway trade. I'm interested to see how that pans out. I love Greenway. I really like since his World Junior days when they won that gold medal. I've been keeping up with him. I love the way he plays. I'm interested to see because there's a lot of people who are not as high on him, and I'm interested to see how he's going to pan out. I mean, he played 17 games, but he only had four goals, and he was a negative three. So I don't think that that's necessarily a huge, like, Ender, and I don't look at it going. Oh, he's not like he's not even going to play next year. But I'm interested to see where he's going to work out because he could be so big on that team because he is so big. He plays such a rough game, and that gives you just another physical threat. Where it's like you have Tate Thompson, you have Owen Power, you have you have him, you have um, even I mean Tuck's big couple guys on this team that are, are very big guys and I think that that's going to be really good for them in the long run because it's going to make them hard to play against I mean Riley Stillman is not huge but he plays a big game so yeah I really like that and then I want to give a shout out to Skinner because it's this was he is the most good year bad year player I've ever watched and not only did he follow up a good year with another good year he blew out his previous record, his previous records. So, I'm sorry, his points records, not his goals records. Mm-hmm. But he went from his highest point total, which was three 63-point seasons, which I think is hilarious that we're all separated by at least two years. And then he goes out this year and he puts up 82 points in 79 games, 35 goals, 47 assists. That's awesome. For somebody who's struggled and he that, that 9 million cap hit is – has been rough. I mean, rough. But I think he's finally figuring it out, and he's playing up to that potential. And it's fun to watch. So, yeah, go Buffalo. I would love to see them in the playoffs next year, and I'd love to see them challenging for a cup in two. And I really think they have all the right pieces to make that happen. And I wouldn't be surprised to see them go in, to be the devils of this year. They go into the playoffs as a lower seed and win a series. I would not be surprised by that at all. Not one bit. I just I want him back in the playoffs for multiple reasons, but uh, Alex, Alex Tuck, I'd love to see that guy mm-hmm. in the playoffs again. Mm-hmm. I mean, that had to have hurt him a little bit watching Vegas win this year, especially yeah. with being traded for Eichel and stuff. But I don't even think he he shouldn't be that upset because mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be one of the reasons Buffalo eventually wins the Stanley Cup. If if Buffalo is gonna win a Stanley Cup, he's gonna be a big part of it, and that trade might go down I'm not it's bold bold to say <laughs> that trade might go down as one of the best trades in NHL history for both teams yeah because I think Tuck's gonna lead them to a lot it's, it, he's a playoff performer if anybody's never seen him in the playoffs just wait because you'll see he's he was Vegas' best player every year they were in the playoffs I felt like so I'm so excited to see him make it back to the playoffs, and hopefully next year we get to see that. And Peyton Krebs is just going to keep on growing. We need to have a great year. 74 games, 9 goals, 17 assists. It's not great, but he's so young. Mm-hmm. And on a young team, he'll grow. He'll, he'll keep growing. I think they, he might be a breakout player to watch next year, honestly. So 
Yeah, I, I can't talk enough about this team. I'm super excited for them in the next couple of years. And I, I'm glad that they're the team we finished talking about of non-playoff teams. Because mm-hmm. we need to end on a big positive note. And I really think Buffalo is the biggest positive that missed the playoffs this year, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all of that. And I also want to throw it out there that Alex Tuck, Alex Tuck is on my Stanley Cup team. Mm-hmm. So, because I know that he, I mean, up until March, just shredded it this year with goals. He was tied for most most goals in a postseason by Vegas, which was eight, which he had in 2020. So, he's somebody that when they get in, he's going to be a big part of it. He's been there. He's played there. He's been to a Stanley Cup final, I'm pretty yep. sure. He was on that team. Yep. So, that's going to be very helpful for them. Very helpful. So, and, you know, and Skinner was, was he on Carolina when they went? No, I don't believe he was. Okay. Not but yet. he but, yeah. was right after though. Okay. That would make sense. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I can't wait to see him and I agree. It's fun to end this with a team that we're very or that we're both very high on and definitely looking forward to seeing what they do next year. All right, well, this is the final 5 through 18 breakdown. So thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. Keep hitting that like button and giving us ratings and responding and giving us emails. We appreciate all of it. And keep listening. Thank you all. We appreciate all of you. Bye.